0: Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. Today is November the 6th, and we are in the book of 1 Corinthians. So join us today as we read in the New International Version. At the end, I'll give you a quick thought before we end our time together, but here we go, starting today in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly. Mere infants in Christ, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw— Their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person, for God's temple is sacred, and you together are that temple. Do not deceive yourselves. If any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, The Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. So then, no more boasting about human leaders. All things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future. All are yours. And you are of Christ, and Christ is of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 This then is how you ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Now, it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. Now, brothers and sisters, I have applied these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit so that you may learn from us the meaning of the saying, Do not go beyond what is written. Then you will not be puffed up in being a follower of one of us over against the other. For who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Already you have all you want. Already you have become rich. You have begun to reign and that without us. How I wish that you really had begun to reign so that we also might reign with you. For it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession, like those commended to die in the arena. We have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels as well as to human beings. We are fools for Christ, but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored we are dishonored. To this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags. We are brutally treated. We are homeless. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. We have become the scum of the earth, the garbage of the world. Right up to this moment, I am writing this not to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. Even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. For this reason, I have sent you Timothy, my son, whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord." He will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. Some of you have become arrogant as if I were not coming to you, but I will come to you very soon if the Lord is willing. And then I will find out not only how these arrogant people are talking, but what power they have. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. What do you prefer? Shall I come to you with a rod of discipline, or shall I come in love and with a gentle spirit? This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. I think this is one of the most profound things that Paul says ever in any of his letters. Chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me, He's telling them that, look, I know this is confusing and it's hard to figure out who you should follow or what things you should believe. So just follow me. I'm going to live this out for you so you understand what to do. My question for you then is who are you looking to? Because the truth is that good habits are caught, not taught. And so you might have people in your life that are trying to tell you certain things, but unless they're living it out, you're never going to catch it because they're telling you something that they don't even do themselves. This is why Paul is even saying, don't worry about following me or Apollos or anyone else. He's saying, look at the examples. Don't worry about who baptized you or what their teachings are. What are you learning from watching someone interact with the world? True discipleship happens when you see someone living out their faith And you choose to mimic them and to learn from them, being like them and how they represent themselves to the world around them. So the two-sided question is this, who are you looking to, to learn from and to grow in? And who do you have following you that you are setting an example for in showing them how to live? Paul has done this so much for Timothy that he's able to say, I am sending you Timothy for this reason. And then he even concludes, he's my son whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord. And what's he going there to do? Verse 17, he will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. Paul is giving us a lesson in discipleship here. He is sending Timothy because Timothy is a witness of not only what Paul teaches, but how he lives it out. And Timothy has learned from Paul to also live this out. He has become the true son of Paul, and he is going to Corinth to help them too become children of God's love. So not only find yourself someone that you can be mentored by, but find someone that you can live your life in such a good way in front of that they too will be transformed by following your example. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless.